Do you have an intro? Like, you should have, like, a little jingle or something. <laughs> I'll put in music. Really? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Peace Podcast. It's Arden, and today I'm joined by my friend from Hong Kong, Caitlin, and I'll let her introduce herself. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> um, so I was born in the States and now I live in Hong Kong. So the reason that I wanted to bring Caitlin on the podcast today was because she posted this essay that she wrote on her Finsta and I thought it was so well written and I wanted to talk about it today. So my first question for you is kind of like what you wrote about, but what has your relationship with like body image and food been like throughout the different stages of your life? especially being in Asia and being in a very sort of like niche kind of culture like where people like are like they they don't have to worry as much about like their grades don't have to worry as much about academics as they do a lot of other schools they have the kind of time and the kind of resources to worry more about their appearances and so I've never really been that I think honestly it probably started because like I used to do ballet and I had like this really strict teacher that was always just like, oh, like you're gaining weight, like, you know, like suck in more or like whatever. And like, that's just a really bad thing to hear when you're growing up, especially because like at the time, well, like even now, like I just like don't have. Yeah, you're so young. Yeah, no, these were like, like children. But then like once I quit because I had like a knee injury, I was kind of like, well, now I'm back into the real world. And these are very real body standards that other people have for themselves. And I kind of felt like I was a little bit late to the game because I was so used to, like, people, like, always tell me, like, oh, like, you have such a ballet figure because, like, you're so skinny. And, like, I, like, I'm so blessed to have, like, the metabolism that I do. And, like, for the most part, I have been able to, like, eat what I want without worrying about it. And, like, when people say, like, oh, like, you know, you're so skinny, like, you shouldn't, like, worry about it. Like, yeah, I know I shouldn't worry about it. But, like, it honestly, like, largely is the fact that, like, I just look like I'm skinny, but I don't. Like, like I, A, don't really feel that skinny, and B, like, when I look in the mirror, I can just see that the silhouette that I have isn't what people would think or what what people would expect. So sometimes I'll, like, eat or, like, drink something, and I'll, like, I've always been able to, like, out-eat literally all of my friends, and this used to be, like, literally my pride and joy. But after every meal, like, my stomach would bulge out to the point where, like, I couldn't see my toes, and I would always joke about it, because, like, I oftentimes use humor to try to overcompensate for, like, an insecurity or something. So, like, my friends and I would be, like, like stroking my belly and be like, oh, my God, like, look at me. Like, is this what it's like to be pregnant? Like, haha, like, so cute. Like, I am a circle. And, like, I don't think that that's where a large part of the insecurity came from. But I think over the last few years in high school especially, I think more girls have become aware of their body image. And I actually was talking to, um, like one of the guys in our friend group or like in our friend group from sophomore year I'm not really like in with them anymore um but we were talking (laughs) about like just kind of like the toxic mindset that like a lot of people have like if you remember like in sophomore year we were like going on that boat trip and like everyone went like on like this keto diet and like everyone was like starving themselves to take photos on this boat like the fact that we can like even go on a boat and like take photos is like already such a great thing and the fact that like we have access to foods that are typically pricier just because they're more nutritious I think that's another privilege that people often overlook I have a much worse relationship with food than I used to I spent like an hour like watching like like body positivity videos on like like compilations from TikTok and I realized like honestly if I grew up in a different society or like if I grew up in a world in which 
people were more okay with the way that they looked, I don't think I would have such a negative image of myself. But I, at the same time, I do feel like it's largely me putting blame onto other people because I don't want to take ownership and responsibility over the fact that I'm not as good at taking care of myself as I want to say that I am. And I don't like myself as much as I as people like should. So like if I can point fingers in a different direction, it makes me feel a little bit more at ease with myself. Cause then like, at least there's like a very legitimate reason as to why I feel these things. I don't think it's totally internal or external. Um, like I remember going to Hong Kong for the first time and that was when I started seeing like skinny and like fit being a compliment that you would like comment on someone's Instagram post when I had never really experienced that before. Really? Yeah, oh people gosh. just um, like occupations with how they looked was so, so apparent to me. And I was for the first time like, looking at myself and trying to pick apart my flaws. Um, It was just like, it was such a different um, kind of view of food and like nutrition and exercise. And it would almost be like a trendy thing. I remember the boat trip also. Um, I went keto for a week and like, it was like a fun thing that we were all doing. But at the same time, it's not fun. You can't eat like rice and good stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, literally, like, our entire so, like, culture is based around rice. Like, I don't know how you can like erase that from your diet. I know, I know. Literally, like, I don't know why it felt so normal at the time to be so restrictive or like so weird with how we looked and stuff. Mm. Like, I don't know. I think it is an Asia an Asia thing, but when I came back, it was still like my friends and like people around me are struggling with the same thing so I think it does happen to everyone yeah in Asia it's just a little bit more obvious and people aren't there isn't this huge stigma around it people are like open about talking about Mm. that if that makes sense oh my god like I literally remember like the first time I went through your Instagram like right after like I had like requested to follow you and I like scrolled through and I actually like I remember like showing my mom I was just like how is it that like someone's abs can be this carved out like if you guys haven't seen Arden's Instagram like go check it out it's like insane because like it was really clear that you were like very healthy with it like you like were like exercising and you like were very like you just like seemed to like you you radiated like a like a healthy sort of like fit whereas I feel like in Asia like like the 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 trend is that like it's like a very like petite feminine kind of fit and so like like growing up in Asia like I know that there's a stereotype where, like, you know, like, women are just, like, very, like, like, so many women in Hong Kong are, like, literally tiny. They are so, so, so skinny, and I don't know how they do it. And, like, I know that, like, literally, like, I've become more aware of just, like, going down the street and, like, seeing all these different, like, dieting ads. Like, all of them are just, like, the same sort of, like, very slim, very lean women with, like, some sort of tape measure around her waist and just, like, glowing and like she's also like super pale like which is another really asian thing but then like being more like whitewashed and being more americanized there's all like literally everyone i see in like movies and like on instagram are like really curvy and so i think it's like it's really hard when you're like not like either or you're kind of like in the middle where you're probably what a normal human looks like or like i i think i'm like definitely really lucky in that like i do look really skinny and I like had a talk the other day about how like I think in Asia the two things that like women are like the most insecure about are like their intelligence slash competence and their 
image. And so, like, I kind of, like, accepted, like, early on, like, I will never be the most stunning girl when I, like, enter a room, like, the way that, like, a lot of other girls are. Like, I've never been, like, the girl that, like, guys will hate on. But if I can, like, almost overcompensate for that with, like, my intelligence or competence or whatever, then, like, I'll be winning. And so I feel like a lot of things also get lost. Like, things like, I don't know, being, like, a good person, things like having an exciting personality, things like being social or, like, being kind. These are often overlooked because we try to just, like, overcompensate for all these different things. I I, I completely forgot about this entire chapter of our sophomore year until, like, literally today. But, like, the fact that, like, remember, like, how, like, the guys in our friend group had, like, a fucking, like, tier list of, like, how hot the girls were and how, like, they, like, would just, like, talk about, like, certain people, like, how they had, like, had, like, a thigh gap or, like, how they were, like, you know, like, they, like, had an ass. Like, I know that like I'm guilty of contributing to that by not actively calling people out because like unfortunately like the school and like kind of like the sort of environment that like Hong Kong sort of encourages is like oh you know like women should be a little bit more docile or they like need to be like a little bit more chill if you like speak up for yourself you're aggressive hence why like Arden and I come off as woke even though like we just have freaking like vocal cords um but yeah, like, just, like, hearing, like, all these guys, like, t- like, rating girls or, like, talking about, like, how so-and-so is, like, 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 smash or pass, like, all these different things. Like, I think a lot of girls, and, like, I am also guilty of this, like, a lot of girls think that the only way to be accepted by guys is if you buy into this whole, like, toxic masculinity thing. Yeah, it's, like, your worth is just decided by however, like, guys rank you on their list, which is terrible. Mm. Um, I remember coming to Hong Kong and, like, seeing how small-boned people appeared, and I was always, like, kind of athletic. I remember, like, guys at Literally my school all the York, guys had the crush on you, though. No, but guys in my school in New York would be like, Arden, your thighs are ginormous. Like, are you I'm like, I'm like, me? I'm oh a runner. <laughs> no, but... I like came I came to Hong Kong and I felt so insecure about myself and I didn't know what to do. Um and I never experienced that kind of like oh guys pay attention to me. So that was also like very foreign um in mm. Asia. So just like a very weird experience. But Hong Kong is definitely very different. <laughs> yeah. I like I wonder what it'll be like when I go to the States. I feel like it'll probably be better. Like, I was, like, I was talking to my friend who, like, um, just graduated from Deerfield. And I was, like, I asked her, like, what people were like at Deerfield and whether or not they had, like, very vocal body insecurities. And, like, so my friend is Asian. And, like, the first thing she said was, like, well, I kind of just knew that it was kind of a losing battle just from the get-go. Because I'm not white. I don't, like, I'm not, like, petite. I have boobs. Like, all these other different things. Like, just knowing that, like you can't win because you're Asian, I think is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. And like growing up in Asia, I've never, like honestly, like, so I go to an international school and there are, I like typically like, like the more popular girls are all like either like white or like have like more Western features or just like are all really skinny. Um, And so like at my school, at least it does seem like when there is like a hot Asian, it's kind of like a little bit surprising. So, like, honestly, like, yeah, like, when people, like, rank, like, most attractive people, it's like, okay, who's, like, the most attractive Asian? Who's the most, like, who are, like, like, who, like, who are the most attractive Asians versus, like, who are the most attractive people in our grade? Knowing that, like, we're in a different league just because, like, the way that we look 
and like where we're from these are things that we can't change yeah we're like we start lower like we're not even considered for the list the main list yeah exactly because so much of what we see has that sort of separateness like we have like asian role models versus normal role models we have like you know asian celebrity crushes versus like normal like quote-unquote normal right and like normal being white (laughs) normal being white and like i don't know like big-eyed tall like straight-nosed can't relate to any of that the fact that we've normalized so much of that i think is like pretty shitty um honestly like i think if i could have grown up like regrown up in 2020 i probably would want to but i think at the same time like it's always just a process of like re-educating yourself I also, I wanted to talk more about, like, Asian culture because food is such a big part of culture. Um, we were talking about rice, like, kind of jokingly before, but it's true. And then also this, like, familial pressure um, that parents can, like, put on. I've seen, like, examples of, of like, mothers talking to their daughters and being like, oh, you need to, like, lose weight, X, Y, Z. So I thought we could talk more about, like, just, like, the Asian oh my God, yeah. kind of uh, realm. I actually, like, don't think I've ever talked about, like, any of the things that I've already mentioned in this podcast or, like, any of the things that you just brought up, which is really interesting because in 17 years, these things haven't really been the focal point of my life. Last year, I started eating a little bit more healthily because I, like, did the school fashion show. And, like, I think that was also the first time that I, like, actually tried dieting. Like, honestly, like, if you're doing a diet, do it, like, for health reasons, not for aesthetic reasons. Yeah, also don't diet because dieting sucks. Yeah, but, like, if you're, like, I don't know, like, lactose intolerant, like, you can't, yeah. like, eat if cheese If you're lactose intolerant, don't drink milk. And, like, the thing is, I, I, I was always really picky as well. Like, I would literally only eat, like, quote-unquote, like, white people food. I think that I've, like, always been, like, curious about Asian foods, but I also, like, always neglected it. Or, like, just, like, rejected a large part of, like, my Asian culture. And also, like, I remember... I think this is, like, one of the most traumatizing events in my life, which is, like, I know that, like, there are so many other forms. But in fourth grade, I remember, like, my mom packed me, like, homemade lasagna, which was, like, super extra of her. And on, like, on the top layer, like, she put, like, cheese. Obviously, like, when you pack a hot lunch and take it to school, it's gonna look different. And usually it doesn't look as appetizing. I opened it. And I I think at the time I like started hanging out with more white friends. Because my mom was always just like, why are all of your friends Asian? Which is not a great thing to be telling your Asian daughter. But I like started hanging out with like all of these kids whose parents would only let them eat like organic, like gluten-free, like whole wheat. Like just all these like really weird, like nutritious things. And I, like, opened my lasagna, and I was, like, super ready and, like, super excited. And they all just, like, looked over, and they're, like, ew, what's that? Like, oh, my God, get it out of here. And I was, like, what the fuck? Like, this is my, like, family's attempt to try to recreate white people food because, like, this is yeah all I, like, see other people eat. And, like, this is what I really want to eat. And, like, it's, like, portrayed a lot in movies when, like, people, like, bring noodles to school. Mm-hmm. It's, like, oh, my God, like, what are those worms? It's just, like, literally the same as, like, pasta, right? But it's, like like, when I tried to fit in and, like, tried to be, like, more, like, white, people were immediately, like, ew, like, what is that? And I, like, I remember just thinking, like, oh, my God, like, yeah, like, I don't even know either. Like, it's probably not even that good. And I remember, like, I remember it being so fucking good. But, like, after that, like, I was always, like, for some reason, just, like, really wary of lasagna. And I think it just, like, I felt really bad because, like, I knew that, like, my mom had, like, put in a lot of 
energy and like love into making it but I couldn't appreciate it because all these other people were like ew like what is that and that just like is a really like that's an unsettling thing to hear as a fourth grader I've like kind of just realized like you know what screw it like I'm not ever gonna eat freaking organic pasta because like that shit tastes so bad like I'm just gonna eat what I like I think up until a point in like my teenage years I was just like you know I'm just gonna eat whatever I want because it makes me happy and I think like at one point I even told myself like you know what like people that like go on diets like are really just like hurting themselves because like why would you take away the joy of food and like look at me now right after junior year I like was gorging on so much food because I was so stressed that like sometimes I would just like go out in the middle of the night and just like go to like my nearest like McDonald's or something which like isn't even that close to my house but I just like needed to be out of my house needed to be away from my computer needed to like indulge on something and then like once summer rolled around and I like would overhear girls talking about their body image or like I would see girls on TikTok and on Instagram and whatever I was just like wow like I don't look like that and like I would like go on periods where like I would like work out and like be healthy and I like would look in the mirror and I'd be like, damn, like, I look okay today. And then I would, like, go and, like, my friend would take a photo of me and I'd be like, yeah, okay, no. Um, we're not gonna, like, ever look at this photo again because this just, like, makes me feel, like, garbage. It just kind of, like, so I live really close to the beach. Like, every time I went to the beach, I would feel good. And then as soon as I, like, saw a photo of myself, I'd be like, damn, okay, that's what I look like. And I think that, like, I kind of just started, like, lying to myself a little bit and, like, convincing myself it was a little bit worse than it really was. And there was, like, a line in my essay when I was, like, who can we, like, trust if the mirrors that we look to lie to us? And so I, like, have become a lot more aware of, like, how I look. And also, like, I changed the, like, the formatting of my room so I can, like, see the mirror every time I, like, walk in or out of my room. Also, just, like, spending more time alone, like, over the summer and, like, now that school started again. I spend a lot of time just, like, pacing around in my room. When I don't have anyone else to really talk to, you kind of start to, like, talk back to yourself. A lot of it does end up becoming negative when you grow tired of your own company. My parents never really gave me that much recognition or that much validation growing up because like they always just like assumed that like I knew I was pretty or that like I had a good figure or that like I was smart. I don't blame them at all. I think it's just like they didn't hear it a lot growing up, but I think that like that does affect like my own sense of validation. So I like would look to like things like social media and like my f like other people that like went to my school for like that sense of validation. But like I definitely like I I think I like fluctuate a lot, which is also like kind of unhealthy like some days I'll be like oh like I'm just gonna like revert back to like my happier days because like food used to bring me so much joy and it used to bring me so much energy and like food does bring people joy and it does bring people energy you need to eat food but then I would like fall back into like this whole like guilt complex I think like largely like seeking that kind of validation which is like at the end of the day where I feel like a lot of body or just like self-confidence comes from the person you see in the mirror is not what other people is not how other people see you at all we can be like so critical and nitpicky of every single thing and even like if you think you're seeing yourself in a picture like you're always just looking for your flaws so when I was like really struggling with comparing myself to other people I had to like unfollow every like influencer like model on Instagram um, and I think cutting out like media consciously is a really smart way to do things 
and like my mirrors on the inside of my closet so I just like keep my closet door closed and like don't look at myself and it's like kind of freeing to just focus on things that you can do whether other than instead of like how you look no yeah like I definitely agree like I, I deleted Instagram yesterday like just for like a day just to like experiment and like spice up my life a little bit and I realized that like I wasn't really thinking about like like how my aesthetic looked on Instagram which like it doesn't really exist um but I also like wasn't looking at like other people's bodies and like thinking about like my own I used to compare myself to these models who are like 5'10 and like um whatever but I'm like I just realized that you're like built a certain way genetically and there's no way that like I can actually look like this person and this person will never look like me and like no amount of like food restriction or exercise or like plastic surgery or whatever can make like one person turn into another because we're all just like built differently like at the genetic level no yeah yeah yeah, for sure but I think it's like it's a process of like being conscious of the content that you consume I'd hope that like I trusted myself and like I'd hope that like I could take some of the advice that I've maybe like dished out in this podcast um but I like I think in a year's time like I'm not going to hold myself back because I, like, yeah, like, I think in a year's time, like, I'll start to be a little bit more okay with myself because, like, honestly, there are probably going to be a lot of other things that I'll be, like, worried about. Like, I think that, like, I don't know, like, shit, like, figuring out, like, what my degree is going to be in college or, like, jobs and, like, other things or just, like, how to find, like, how how to really, like, pursue the things that, like, make me happy. Like, those are the kinds of things that I'm hopefully going to be thinking about because I feel like those are the kinds of things that are going to eventually make me happy because I'll focus on things that are really important and I will be a little bit better at self-regulating in that like I can take care of myself and not feel guilty about that because I don't feel like I need to be doing something else. I think that like, mm, this sounds kind of controversial, but I think a lot of like activism or like at least the activism that I've seen has been like, oh, if you, like, aren't, like, saving money to, like, donate to all of these different causes, then you're selfish. Like, I think, like, sometimes, like, you need to just take the time of day or take, like, money that you, like, you've saved up or that you've, like, worked for and, like, put it somewhere that is going to be an investment. So I think a lot of charity projects are an investment because, like, you're investing in the future, but you can't invest in a future unless you invest in yourself, too. And, like, oftentimes, like, that looks like, yeah, like, that looks like self-care. That looks like making sure that, like, you focus on things that are really important to you. And, like, you do things that you're going to be proud of. And that, like, future generations of you are going to be proud of. Because, like, there are going to be hurdles in life. But you just kind of have to trust yourself as you go along. Well, this concludes our podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We wanted to plug Caitlin's writing blog and her podcast in the works. If you liked listening to me ramble, I am thinking of just like recording some shit that I spew out at like 2 a.m. and then like writing it into a blog. So if you guys are interested, that might be happening. A podcast might also be happening because I need to pass a personal project. But yeah, so that might be in the works and I might feature, I will probably feature Arden for a 
like uno reverse type thing where like i interview her about all these different things but yeah also like follow the peace project like and subscribe arden's youtube channel um follow caitlin go buy merch yeah um maybe like my like social media whatever will be posted somewhere Follow me and then, like, delete below. Instagram because it's, like, so not good for, like, mental health. Yeah, don't health go on Instagram it. except for our two accounts. Yeah, literally, um, like, just, like, create, like, it, like, limits on completely time. purge your Instagram and then just, like, only follow the Peace Project, Arden Yum, and Caitlin D. Leo. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, so like, we're all you need. <laughs> podcast is saying peace out, so we can say together. Oh, my God. Is that actually a thing? That's so cute. I love it. <laughs> I didn't start it, but I think it's so cute. Okay. I love it. Peace out, everyone. Thank you for watching. Peace out. Peace be with you. All right. Okay. And.